So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Blog Talk Radio. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Once the Six Seal event happens and the tribulation trigger has been tripped. Isaiah 24 begins the countdown to the return of Christ the King. A slow ride of 1,260 days that are 16 hours in duration. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We are your host, Bryant McCullough, Joe Musidla, and Jeff Manti, and I myself, Matthew Miller. It's good to be with you today. The topic at hand is the rapture, or whatever else our theories might be. But uh, where this lies at the heart of is, of course, Second uh, Timothy uh, chapter 4, in the following verses. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who is the judge of the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word, be ready, in and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. And everybody knows the rest of the verses. So, we're going to get uh, an overview, everybody's thoughts. Uh, I guess you could say that, well, everybody knew we were going to cover this topic, so I guess we are in season, but it keeps us seasoned and on our toes to be able to present a response when somebody comes at you with this topic, because this is the topic of the ages. This is the dividing line, literally, between the Church of the East and the Church of the West, literally, Um I mean, I would say that the rapture is a big a divider as the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean, uh, no doubt about that. So uh, with that in mind, um, once we give our, our overviews, uh, Jeff Manti is going to uh, tell us about his theories about time waves that, that he has uh, come up with. He has posted videos about it, and um, it's a reciprocation of time, so to speak. It's a, it's a period uh, that is mirrored. It reciprocates in a 140-year increment. So uh, that's going to be our grand finale for uh, this episode. So um, let's get Jeff on first, and uh, let's get his take uh, on the rapture. Uh, this needs to be preceded by uh, – uh, Jeff, give us a, a brief introduction to yourself. And uh, then just uh, give us your viewpoints on the rapture, please. Okay. Uh, yes, my name is Jeff Manti, and um, I'm a founder of a ministry called Salt and Light Ministry Bangladesh. 
and I'm currently building a church in Bangladesh. And um, uh, so, yeah, we have a missions going on there, and uh, Muslims and Hindus are getting saved every week. Yesterday, 10 Hindus got saved. So they give up their gods, and they say yes to Jesus Christ. So it's just a wonderful thing going on over there. Well, that's what I'm doing there, and, and I work as a factory worker making paint. Uh, in Osseo, Minnesota, and I live here in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. So my take on the rapture is, um, I believe in the, the rapture will be pre-wrath rapture. Uh, it'll happen about a year, uh, into six years into the tribulation period. And I believe that because um, the, the sixth seal reveals the rapture. The seventh trump reveals the rapture, and First Thessalonians 4.16 speaks of the last trump. And so I think that's connected to the seventh trump of Revelation. And um, I believe that the, the trumpets in Revelation are, uh, are, are what's bringing Israel uh, into the kingdom. Um, it's, it's a... It's a, it's the trumpets of the Old Testament and some symbolism. And when the trumpet starts sounding, Israel starts to, it starts to get Israel's attention and they, they're back in the promised land. And when you get to the seventh trump, um, the rapture occurs and that's when Israel will wake up. So the wrath of God will come right after that, uh, in, in retrospection of, of, uh, of the battle of Armageddon and the armies marching on Israel. So I, I believe it'll occur sometime. We'll get into that later, but uh, within the next 20 years, probably closer to 20 years than than right now. So definitely not pre-tribulation rapture, pre-wrath. I see. So most people call pre-wrath mid-trib, I, I guess, is, is how they do yes. it. Okay. All right. Very good. Mm -hmm. Let's see. All right. Let's get uh, Brian uh Let's get him on here, and uh, Bryant, why don't you give us um, uh, where you can be found, of course, and uh, where you come from. Uh, are you going to, uh, you know, is this a Baptist teaching? Uh, where did you get this from, uh, this idea, and your stance on the rapture, please? Absolutely. So, Bryant McCullough here. Um, reside in Washington State, originally from Tennessee, so I was raised uh, in a Southern Baptist church. Southeast Baptist uh, was the name of the church that I grew up in. So um, although I have never heard a sermon on the rapture, it is definitely uh, heavily discussed within the walls, uh, smaller groups, you know, just uh, members of the congregation. And of course, they normally go to 1 Thessalonians 4. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So I would say that uh, a lot of the basis of those beliefs uh, you know, within those groups and within the congregation come from that particular scripture there. So as for me, I'm a bit of an oddball. 
I never really fell into the um, the belief of we don't have to <clears throat> we don't have to really worry about it because we'll we'll be called up before um, you know any of this goes down or you know pre tribulation and pre wrath and post trib and um, I just chose to not get in those divisive mentalities and just focus more on what we can do with the gospel as opposed to uh you know when we're going to just all be uh, i'm saved so i'm not waiting to be saved if that makes any sense at all <laughs> well uh you certainly put the nail on the head didn't you uh amen to that uh i've been saved uh so <laughs> that's that's a that's a pretty good point you've got there. Uh, after all these years, I just now hear that. Wow, that's uh, that's actually pretty good, Bryant. Um, Joe, it's your turn. What do you think about the rapture? Uh, where do you come from? Uh, do you come from the Methodist? What are you, Catholic? Uh, let us know where you're coming from, and uh, then give us your uh, your viewpoint on the rapture. All right. Well, um as a young man, I was uh, raised Catholic, but uh, departed from that, uh, well, the first, I guess, at age 13, and then uh, was introduced into the family as well as, uh, well, the New Age was the next thing that was introduced to me, and uh, that was kind of where where I stayed for quite a number of years, and Anyways, uh, coming out of that, I uh, had some very intimate experiences or spiritual experiences that led me to the Lord Jesus Christ. And throughout that time, uh had some interaction with Christians and this teaching on the rapture, but not knowing really what it meant, uh, was, it was just explained to me that you know, as, as not being a believer during those years that I was going to be left behind and they were going to be raptured or taken out and I would have to stay and contend with uh, evil and basically my fate was sealed. Um, so anyways, becoming a Christian uh, and then going to a church uh, much later in life where that was the primary focus really, uh, as far, at least as in their eschatological, uh, viewpoint was a pre-tribulational rapture, which, uh, my first question was, where is that word in the Bible? And it was nowhere to be found. And anyways, they, they gave me the basis of this teaching and I, it just would not take hold. It, it did not make any sense to me. Um, so therefore I just began to, well, search and study. And, uh, you know, as of today, I do not hold to, uh, well, any rapture teaching. I hold to a relocation event. And, uh, I think that in that the, uh, well, I think that is what God is actually saying. So, all right, very good. Definitely, we have the whole spread there. I find it pretty amazing that nobody was actually pre-trip. Uh, that that's pretty amazing. But 
my take on it is uh, basically uh, an exodus approach uh, to the end times, just like Joe, um, where uh, – well, that's exactly what happened during the exodus. They were relocated for a time, um, and uh, you know this would be during the time that their clothes did not wear out. Their sandals did not wear out. Uh, did they go to heaven? No, they did not. They were relocated uh, supernaturally. So uh, that's my take on it, um, that I feel like that uh, is going to uh, be midpoint uh, when we are relocated. And uh, then uh, the tribulation is going to be going on in the outer darkness on the entire rest of the planet, which God uh, well-pointedly uh, refers to as Egypt being the whole planet. So uh, that's what uh, I believe. So, uh, with that in mind, boy, that gives everybody a lot of ideas there to think about as we discuss this, well, this secular of time uh, that Jeff Manti uh, has come up with. Uh, he's written a couple of books about it, uh, The Prophecy Code and The Prophecy Code 2. Um, but he has uh, found a well, it is a 142-year repeating event. However, it's not exactly a repeat. It's, it's, it's actually a silhouette of the event. Um, now, I suggest everybody get out uh, something to write with and jot these things down because there's four major points, uh, years, that mimic uh, each other through time. So one is in the A.D. and one is... Uh, now in the present time. So, with that in mind, Jeff, you have the floor. Okay. Why don't you give us a, a rundown of this, uh, well, this reciprocation in time of this 142 years, please. Okay, thank you, Matthew. Yes, um, the 142 years theory is found in the Old Testament. Um, it's it's the, the uh, it begins with the Jew is being taken out of Jerusalem by King Nebuchadnezzar, and and then it goes from 587, then it travels forward in time um, to 536 B.C., where King Cyrus tells the Jews they can return to the Promised Land, and then the next time is 517 B.C., when the temple is finished, and then 445 B.C., when Nehemiah uh, leads a group to Jerusalem and begins rebuilding the city, the walls. And, and so these four dates, um, you can, I, I've, I've done a lot of research on them. Uh, I, I found, I, I found these dates within the Seder Olam, the book of Joshua. Uh, I, I have old cop, I have copies of, of the books that are mentioned, Joshua's mentioned in the Old Testament. The Seder Olam is a, uh, 1800 year, book uh, that the rabbis used to mark time uh, from creation to 80, uh, 70 AD or 70 BC rather and then I use the Bible so from those three sources I, I come up with the years 587 BC 536 BC 517 and 445 BC and so that those years encompass 442 years now the 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 what I use for these years is, is comes from Daniel 9, 24 through 27 and uh, the 77s. And 
and from Jeremiah 29, the 70 years that Daniel's uh, praying about. And when, when he's praying about these 70 years, he knows that the prophecy of Jeremiah is about to be fulfilled. And uh, that was in 538 or 539 B.C. when he's praying. And while he's praying about Jerusalem, about Zion, uh, the angel Gabriel appears to him and says, Okay, uh, Daniel, uh, God has heard your prayers, and he sent me to you to deliver a message. And that message is uh, about your atonement, about the prophecy being sealed, uh, about the time of the Gentiles ending. And you're right about the 70 years, but there's a longer fulfillment of the 70 years, and it's called the 77s. And so he begins to go through uh, Daniel 9.24, and he uh, lays the prophecy down from the Messiah all the way down to the Antichrist. And when you get to the time of the Antichrist in, in Daniel 9.27, there's one seven-year period left. And that seven-year period is a period of 2,520 days. And that period uh, comes from the Old Testament. And uh, the, the Shemitah, uh, the Shabuah, uh, the seven-year time periods, that God laid down were 2,520 days. And so the theory, the theory goes, and it, it, it was originated by, uh, people, uh, in the 18th century, one of them being, uh, E.W. Bullinger, that the number 2520, uh, that's found in Daniel 9:27 and throughout scripture. I'm, I want to, I want to add that, uh, that number is the only number that all 10 of our uh, system of notation, one through ten, can divide into. So twenty-five, twenty can divided, can be di divided. It's divisible by the numbers one through ten. And so it's a very big number. It's an important number. Uh, we have our seven days of the week. Um, the Earth spins in three hundred sixty degrees circle. We we spin around the, the sun, and that three sixty times the seven days a week equals twenty-five, twenty. So it's it's a big number. And, uh, and it's the last, uh, number of, of years that we will, we will, are moving towards called Daniel's 70th week or the tribulation period. Um, so what I did was I began to, I turned the days into years. So 2,520 years. And then I, I, uh, factored in, uh, the, what the solar number would be. And it was, uh, 2,483 and I believe 200 and, uh, 74 days or something like that. Maybe it's 282. But um, so when you take that number and you begin going from these four important days in Israel's past, 587, when Israel was taken captive, 536 is when Cyrus said to the Jews, you can go back and rebuild your temple. Of course, there was a delay. And then the temple wasn't restarted until uh, the time of Haggai and Zechariah in 520. BC, and then uh, it was the temple was finished in 517 BC in the six year the six year of Darius, um, and then 445 BC is the final one. So when I launched from 587 BC, 2483 years and 284 days, I believe is the number. Um, I ended up uh, in June of 1897, and I knew that was a significant year because. It was the year that the Zionist movement was officially founded by Theodor Herzl in Basel, Switzerland. Uh, in his uh, uh, book, uh, The Jewish State, he, he wrote, In Basel, I founded the Jewish state. 
So the Jewish state was founded in September 3rd of 1897 within the, the one-year time period of the 2520. So the 2520 began in June. It would go to June 1898, so it was right there. So so I thought that was very, very significant. And then uh, in 536 B.C., um, uh, it was, in, uh, I believe, August. I don't know the exact date. I have it written down. But uh, when you go from the date that I have, I can, I can, it's in, it's in my video. Um, you go forward 2,483 days and 283 years and 284 days. You end up exactly on May 14th, 1948. And so that fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah where he says, can a nation be born in a day? So in, in one day, uh, that nation, I've done the math, I've looked at it many different times, and it, 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 Israel was born the very day, 2,520 years to the day, when King Cyrus told the Jews to go back to, Jew, to Israel. So that was fulfilled by the 2520. And then the next significant date, 517 B.C., when the temple was uh, uh, completed, if you go 2,483 years, 284 days, you end up uh, in January of 1967. So that January of 1967 to January of 1968, something significant had to occur there, and and it did. Uh, in June uh, June 7th, I believe, of 1967 was the the, the Six Day War, and so that was right smack in the middle. They got, of course, they got the Temple Mount, they got the Western Wall, and they later coughed it up. But that's why. It had to be coughed up to bring us to the next date. But anyway, so I want to mention, too, that uh, so that, that, that the 1967 was the fulfillment of the 2520, and 1948 was the fulfillment of the 2520. There were also tetrad blood moons uh, in those during that fulfillment time. Um, in, in 1948, there was a tetrad blood moon in March of uh, 1949, and when and so in May 14th of 1948, uh, when the Israel became a nation, that was technically it, it would have been on the cusp of that year. So that it was that's kind of like an omen. 1967, the Tetrad was in 1967. Uh, it was in, uh, I believe, April of 1967. So that was a complete fulfillment. And so, so you have three fulfillments of the 2520 with a couple of blood moons, uh, stuck in there for for good measure um we know about the blood moons the prophecies of the blood moons and so it's kind of significant i think and then uh so there's one more 2520 and that's from 445 bc and if you go 200 2520 years into the future you end up it, 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 this has to be a fulfillment in my mind you end up in 2039 so if the first three were fulfilled uh within that prophecy of of the 77s you would think that the very start of the prophecy, 445 BC, which got it going, would be a significant timeline, uh, and, and that it would have to match up. That would be the big one uh, of the 2520. So 2039 has to be a very significant year, and all these uh, years they mimic. So the BC years mimic the AD years. You know, Zionism, uh, they were taken out of Zion, Zionism in 587, 1897, Zionism was rebirthed. 536 go back to Jerusalem. 5, 1948 they they got Israel, uh, and then 5, 517 the Temple Mount was restored, and then 67 
1967, they got the Temple Mount. So 445, it's, it's Jerusalem being rebuilt, okay? And it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's a, there's a prophecy in Haggai and Zechariah where, where God, uh, is looking at this as an important event, but he's, he, he turns it into the future and he says the, 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 the last temple will be greater than all of them. And so, uh, I believe that's the, when Jesus Christ comes back and, um, uh, he will rule and reign from Jerusalem and Mount Zion. And the book of Revelations mimics this. So, so my theory is, is that the, the, the first seal, uh, the rider on the white horse was Theodor Herzl starting Zionism, founding the Zionist movement. Uh, you know, he assim- the assimilated Jews, uh, they had a, a change of heart. He convinced them, uh, that they, they needed to return to the ancient homeland and that was going to be their future home. And, it, and, 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 and so he's, He's riding a white horse just like Jesus was ride, riding a white horse later on in Revelation 19:11, and and uh, and there's also those following him called faithful and true, or, or or his followers who are riding white horses. So the symbol of the white horse is 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 uh is is, is purity. It's it's uh it's conquering. It's 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 a uh, victory. And so Theodore Herzl is. In my opinion, and the, is the rider on the white horse in Revelation 6, and he's wearing the crown, and he was called King of the Jews. He, he was called Messiah. You can, you can do your research. He was called all these things by the, the rabbis and by the, uh, the people along the parade routes that he was walking in Turkey and, and in Jerusalem. He visited Jerusalem once, and they called him the Messiah, but it's like a, a, a symbol of, of, of the big symbol in Revelation that, that John saw. It's the reality of that symbol, and so yeah, I, I think it's it's not the Antichrist. Uh, you know, uh, the, he, the Antichrist says he has a bow and no arrows, and people say that he's got the, they use that to, to to say that the Antichrist is coming in peace. If you look into the Old Testament and you look at the word bows, ninety-five percent of the time they mention the bow with no arrow. The bow is just like a gun today. We don't say the gun and the bullets; we say the gun. And uh, he's got a gun. Oh, oh, run! You know. Um, so uh, the the bow is not a symbol of peace like like many people have said it is, and and the rider is not the antichrist. I believe he's a Zionist, and I believe the seals bring back the Jews to the promised land, and the trumpets convince the Jews their signs that the, that Jesus Christ that their redemption is drawing near. The trumpet judgment, each trumpet is a judgment, and I believe the the first four seals were sounded, and I mean we're the horse, the riders of the apocalypse road, and and the second seal is socialism. The third seal is capitalism. The fourth seal is Islamism, and they already rode from 1897 to 1932. So the seals are isms. The, the the colors of the horses give us clues in this day and age. Uh, the the red is 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 socialism. Google the color of socialism. It'll say it's red. Black is capitalism, and green. Uh, we know, I know it's a pale horse, but if you, if you if you go to the Greek, it's it's the color green. It's it's a, the color of of slam coming up from the throat. Uh, so the green is the color of Islam. Every, you know, you go to the Temple Mount. Uh, every gate that leads to the Temple Mount is green. The, the flags of Islam are green, and so uh, I think the the four riders are isms that will ride during the 20th century and bring all kinds of trouble. And uh, there's only going to be two of these isms that win out as we get closer to the the end time, the tribulation. And those two uh, isms will be socialism 
and Islamism. They're going to combine, and that's what I said in my book. I predicted that in 2008 that that socialism would rise to power as a political political socialism, uh, economic socialism, leftism, and it would combine with Islam, and the Antichrist will take the reins of of those two isms. And uh, he he will come into power in 2032. So my prediction is that the 2020s are going to be really a horrible decade. It's going to prepare the time for the Antichrist. And so as we lead into the 2020s, we're already seeing great change. There's great change bigger than what we've seen coming. And uh, the Antichrist is going to be on the back end of it. And uh, Jesus Christ, in my in my in my mind, is coming around the year 2039. So that's my theory. Okay, one question for you. Uh, yeah. You you said that in 587 this writer was Nebuchadnezzar, correct? Yeah. Okay, so we got an inversion of that 2,520 years later with Herzl. Yes. Correct. Okay, very good. So in 536, you liken this to King Cyrus, correct? Yes. Okay, do you have a person in the A.D. that would match King Cyrus? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if I, if I, it would be Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a type of King Cyrus. But I, the, 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 you know, Nebuchadnezzar, the, the writers on the, the, the first seal was opened up in 1897, but the, the following years, 48, 67, 39, they don't have, not, they don't really have a part in the seals, but they fall in the in the time of the seals. Okay, the the seals are opened in 1917, socialism. 1929, uh, Black Monday. 1932 uh, was when uh, the 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 ten Arab nations began to come into the into the Middle East after, after Sykes Pico uh, agreement of of uh, World War One. World War One. Uh, the seeds of the tribulation were all. Can be found in World War One. Um, I, I, I can't really get into detail. There's too much there, but uh, the Sykes-Picot Agreement basically uh, took over after uh, the French uh, and the Brits took over the, the Middle East after uh, Turkey left. And Turkey is the uh, the seventh head of the the dragon, I believe. And um, he and Turkey left, and Sykes-Picot came in, and they divided up the Middle East. And from that division came. Uh, the Arab countries. Five Arab countries came before 1948, and five Arab countries came after 1948. And uh, Israel was right smack in the middle of them, and again, a couple of blood moons. But um, yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the, the 2520, it's bringing Israel back into the promised land, and the seals bring Israel back into the promised land, even though Israel is not mentioned really in the book of Revelation. I mean, they're not, except the uh, uh, the 144,000, right? So it's kind of uh, uh, a hidden thing. Um, John just, when he, when he saw the, into the future, he saw a high-tech world, and he didn't have the language to explain it. He didn't have uh, anything to compare it to. And, and so he tried to do it the best he can with the symbols in the, in the language of his day. And so now we have to decode what he spoke 2,000 years ago of a time that we're living in. So many people have gotten it wrong. I'm not saying that I got it right, but I'm, but I, I believe I, in my mind, I think I'm, I've gotten some of it right. And the 2520, and I, and I try to use evidence, but it's not evidence as theory, but the evidence of the 2520 definitely lines up very significantly, significantly 
and it's the fulfillment of Daniel uh, 9, 24 through 27. Okay. So, so that's that's where we're at. All right. So so what? Who are you likening to the 517 BC event? That's that's going to be the the bad guy that rises, and then in 2039 we get Jesus. Well, the the, fi- the 517 event uh, fulfills the 1967 event where they got the Temple Mount. So 517 is the Temple, yes. But Jesus, the, four, the 445 event where Nehemiah, uh, he, he goes to Antichrist with a, he, he's, he's, you know, he talks to him, he's, he brings him his wine, and he, he's wondering what happened, you know, and he sends him, uh, I don't know if that was, maybe that wasn't Nehemiah, but he sends Nehemiah to uh, Jerusalem to to rebuild the walls, and um, and that's what he did. So the, the 445 event, if you go 2,520 years in the future, you'll end up in 2039, and I believe that's the event where everything is fulfilled. Daniel 9 is completely fulfilled, and, and the return of Jesus will occur in that year or around that year in that timeline, that time frame. You know, you can't know the day or hour, but you can, you can Jesus has given us, everything's in Scripture. He's given us the ability, especially in these days, to uh, weed out, that to, to you know, dig into the scripture and, and, and he, he'll reveal things to us, those who are really looking hard. And I've, it was always, it's been my goal for the last, um, she's 25 years to know when the Lord was going to return. And, and, uh, I keep seeing people make mistakes, but I figure one, somebody's got to get it right eventually. And, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe this theory is the right theory. We'll see, but, um, someone's going to get it right. And I think it's the 2520 theory. I see. I've got one more question for you. Um, okay. So, in this this theory you've got going on, mm-hmm. so uh, you stated that uh, Jesus comes back, makes everything right. So, mm-hmm. so is the rapture your he he comes and he he takes everybody to heaven? And mm-hmm. what is what is the length, the duration of time yes. between that and him coming back at, on the white horse? Okay, so yeah, so the, the rapture will occur at the sixth seal and the seventh trump, and uh, at the seventh trump, all all will be revealed. Uh, everybody will understand the the plan of God, uh, uh, the, the historical significance, and and the future prophecies will have been fulfilled. And so, uh, but the rapture, the bowls of wrath come on uh, come right after the seventh trump is sounded. Uh, the bowls of wrath will be rapid, uh, you know. The, so, so the the, the seals. The, so this whole 142 year theory began in 1897. So the Book of Revelations has been happening for it's, we're in our 100th and 20th year now, and uh, by the time the rapture occurs, it will be around the 140th or 141 year. So I've always thought, how on earth could you ram the Book of Revelations into a seven year time period it just seems impossible well now i understand how it can happen so the trumpets have been sounding i believe we're in the fifth seal and the fifth trumpet right now um i think the sixth trumpet is uh is, donald trump is a warning of the sixth trump which will be nuclear holocaust and it will begin in the middle east at the euphrates um i think we have a nuclear holocaust coming it'll be fast it'll be quick it's not going to be a long war and a lot of the world will be dead. It's, it's got to happen in the early 2020 so that the world can heal from that. And on the back end of it, uh, uh, that's when we'll see the, 
the, you know, World War One produced the League of Nations. World War Two produced the United Nations. This will be World War Three, and it's going to produce a new world order uh, where the world will be uh, united uh, in, in, in in socialism and Islam will come together. They're going to it's going to be some kind of a unification where there'll never be another war again. And so they're going to have to unite the religions and they're going to have to unite uh, the political system. And it's frankly, it's Marxism. Uh, you know, it's, it, that's where we're heading here. So <clears throat> I predicted that in my book and I think it's coming. Okay. All right. Well, Bryant, what are your ideas and or comments uh, to Jeff? So first and foremost, um, I definitely want to commend him for a immeasurable amount of research. So I am uh, under the impression or under the belief that we live in a time where you almost have to uh, use a lot of discernment even uh, up against a sermon you know, uh, what you're hearing coming from the pulpit. So uh, a lot of the beliefs that are uh, still going on within the walls of the church, you know, from the congregation, you have to even be more careful with. You know, if you can't trust the sermon sometimes, then you really got to be careful um, what you take to heart. So, again, I just want to say the fact that he has uh, dedicated this much time and research into, uh, into discovering these things himself. So, uh if we could just for a minute, we'll just pretend that I am a, you know, a little baby Christian, which won't require too much imagination. I'm in no way a biblical scholar here. So uh, let's just go to the Daily Bible app and type in the word rapture. And, uh, of course, uh, it gives us Matthew 24:31. It gives us 1 Thessalonians 4:17. It gives us 1 Corinthians 16:4. It even gives us uh, Judges 4:8 and 1 Chronicles 1:1. 1, 1. So. Uh, but the word is not, you know, in any of those verses. So this is just uh, forcing some someone else's belief right down a new Christian's throat. So then we go over to the Blue Letter Bible, and we do the same search for rapture. No results found. The word rapture does not occur in the whole Bible. Okay? So uh, first and foremost, I'm, I'm going to go with the... Uh, the belief of the blue letter Bible here that the word is not found in the Bible. But if I was just going to trust the daily Bible and uh, I've got a handful of, of verses here that, that back it up and is just going to force that right now somebody's throat. So uh, I do know from some previous rapture ruckus uh, with Matthew Miller that, uh, that it actually comes from the word harpazo, which is snatched up, you know, um, so I would just encourage anyone that is curious to do their own research and to definitely research that word harpazo as well and uh, how that became uh, the rapture over time. Because if we just trust what we're hearing within the four walls, outside of the four walls, even if we do a search in what I could say 90% of people that have a Bible app on their phone are going to have the daily Bible. They're not going to have the blue letter Bible. Um, so. Uh, I would just really encourage to do research like uh, like Jeff has done. You know, take this into your own studies and formulate your own opinions and timelines. And don't just hang on every word that we're hearing coming from the pulpit or coming from, you know, these seasoned Christians. You know, I have members of my own family that are huge advocates for the rapture that we don't have to worry about the tribulation and we don't have to worry about these things because we're going to be snatched up. 
you know, before any of it's an issue. And I just don't feel like that is the whole truth. Hmm. All right. Very, uh, very good. Well, I, I appreciate your honesty. Um, and, and that, that is true. I mean, uh, nobody's going to argue with you there. Rapture is not in the Bible. So, um, now I mean that word, I mean that, that particular word is not in the Bible. Um, so it is time uh, for Joe's uh, comments and or questions to uh, Jeff's Jeff's theory. Joe, what do you think? No, I, I like Bryant. I really appreciate Jeff's uh, hard work uh, into this. This is uh, um, I really like that he's been spending the time looking at it. Um, it seems well i'll just be honest it's it's hard today to get christians to or at least of this generation to even open their bibles so i really do appreciate all the work that jeff's been doing and, and looking into this this is quite an undertaking uh as you know as, as Oh my goodness, I can't speak today. Uh, eschatology, there we go. Uh, is quite an undertaking, and uh, and I, I think it takes uh, a lot. Of, well, I think it takes the body coming together to really discuss these things. Uh, I think it's it's difficult. Uh, I, I have found personally just for one person to see everything uh, that, that God is saying. And it's, it's, uh, I think it's wonderful when we can come together and discuss these things. Um, I did have one question, uh, uh, on your sixth seal, mm-hmm. uh, event that's, that's coming. Um, do you have in your, I guess shouldn't, shouldn't say sixth seal, but I guess anywhere in your timeline, um, now God uses, especially in, uh, Isaiah 24, that the earth will be reeling to and fro as a drunkard. Do you, do you have what? What would your thoughts be yeah. on that? Yeah, I think I think we've been. See- I mean, you look at World War One. The world was definitely reeling to and fro at that time. You had not only the the Great War, but you also had uh, the the Spanish flu, which wiped out millions. It was on the back end of the war. And, um, and so the, it was wheeling to and fro and the same thing, World War Two, you know, uh, the, the 1930s were tough, tough decade with the Great Depression and everybody armed to the teeth. So, yeah, I think I think uh, the world has been reeling to and fro through through the 20th century. It's been the bloodiest century in mankind's history. A lot of earthquakes, a lot of crazy storms. I, I mean, we have nothing to compare them to in the past, but um, I think it's getting more. It's getting worse and worse, and the 2020s are—it's just not going to get any better. We're going to, things are just going to keep compounding and getting worse. And um, so the 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 good the good old days are over. Um, but we can hopefully, but we're not we're not in the tribulation yet. The economy hasn't collapsed yet. You know, we haven't got hit by any meteorites. Um, you know, there's no great earthquake that has shook every every uh, landmass on planet earth so we're 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 heading in that direction but we're not there yet all right i have one question myself that uh, i find is uh, rather curious about this 142 mm-hmm. everybody uh, knows that well i am certainly uh, one to know my astronomy um 
And the one thing that, that bothers me <laughs> about this is that we all know there's going to be uh, signs in the sun, moon, and stars. Mm-hmm. And 142 is the exact amount of months that Jupiter takes one orbit. Hmm. That's 142 months. Um, it's just uh, just shy of 12 years. A lot of people don't realize that. But yes, uh, one orbit of Jupiter is 142 months. And I find that incredibly strange uh, that, that this uh, secula of time would be mimicked uh, by the King Star. I find that pretty yeah. I didn't realize that, yeah. I find that pretty doggone interesting. That that is interesting, yes. So how long have – well, let me ask you this. When did you publish the first book, and what is that about? So the the first book, um, I came up with the concept of writing a book. It was just in my head. I I mean, I was never a writer. I didn't know how to write, you know, this high school education. But I came came up with a theory – and I, I, I remember when uh, two, the year 2000 came and went, uh, Y2K, you know, everyone was saying that the year 2000 was either going to, uh, you know, send Jesus Christ to earth or it was going to be the start of the Great Tribulation or something like that, you know. And I remember falling into that trap and hype and, and, uh, and I told myself, if, if this turns out to be a dud, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to figure out what happened and I'm going to, there's got, there's got to be a timeline in the Bible that will, that actually is true. That actually can point us to the time. And so from, from after that Y2K uh, blooper, I uh, began doing my research and um, God led me through uh, a series of doors. uh, And I I discovered uh, through E.W. Bollinger, the, the 2520 theory and you know he he uh he was on to something i could tell and i decided well wow this is interesting and and so i just began doing the heavy research and the heavy research led me to this timeline and um uh i i came up with the dates and the funny thing is i've i've thought about these dates i've tried to disprove the dates and uh the old testament years rather and I, I haven't been able to. They're, they're, they seem legitimate. And, uh, so they line up pretty darn well with the, with what's happening in, in the 20th century. So the coincidence of, of these BC years connecting, you know, going all these years in the future and all of a sudden Israel, Zionism, the Jewish state, uh, Jerusalem all falls in, in, if it's just one of them, that's, that's significant. But three, three of these, Date years uh, tying in with the BC years, and then, I mean, that's uh, I, I can't imagine the odds of that. So uh, the last one, 2039. So yeah, so that's it's like you're taking the 142 years uh, from the BC, and you're just kind of grabbing it, and you're sticking it here in in the 19th century, end of the 18th, end of the 19th century, over the 20th century, and there it is. I'll say here, here's the Book of Revelations right here, and you can see. Uh, you know, I can, I can, I can look at what happened in the 20th century and I can see some, like, for example, uh, um, uh, the, the event that happened in Chernobyl in Ukraine, Chernobyl, Ukraine, you know, the, the nuclear accident. I mean, you know, the Chernobyl means wormwood and, you know, that, that matches up with the, with the third trumpet, wormwood. And, you know, you know, you start, John, what John saw, he, he, he didn't, 
know how it actually was going to happen. So he just came up with the symbolism, a star. And if you if you look at a nuclear reactor, what, what a nuclear fusion and reactor is, it's basically a star. It's a star contained, you know, in in, in a in a in a metal con- in a super hard container uh, of of uh, I can't remember the metal, but it's 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 a sun. So we're our nuclear uh, reactors are suns, and so that's what he saw. And then when that thing blew, it blew the lead lid off the top of the reactor. Uh, the containment field, the building, and it sent it a huge disc that weighed many tons, and it sent it high into the atmosphere. And it was the people said when it was going up and coming down, it looked like a, a star. It was on fire. So, um, you know, I think John saw the third trumpet, and the and the first the first trumpet is scorched earth. That was uh, Hitler, and the, and I think the second trumpet uh, is the United States. A third of the ships. I, you know, uh, Babylon is called a great mountain in the old testament and and i think we're uh, there's a good chance we're mystery babylon here and uh we're a great mountain and and he saw a mountain heading into the sea and a third of the ships and and so a lot of ships through world war ii one third of them uh, approximately uh were destroyed in the battle so i think that was uh the second trumpet and third trumpet chernobyl wormwood and the fourth uh trump would have been uh saddam hussein blowing the oil wells the gulf war you know, it's, it mimics uh, the fourth trump, and and uh, I mean the fourth trump was it was uh, that's the fifth trump. The fourth trump would have been um, uh, time. A, a third, a third of the stars, a third of the sun were were uh, uh, shrouded in darkness, and um, I think that's either a speeding up of time or maybe it was uh, Mount Pentatumbo when it blew. Uh, you know, the ash went into the stratosphere and it blocked uh, you know about a third of the light. So it's one of those two events. They happen around the same time. Uh, you know, you had the Berlin Wall going down. You had a lot of things happening at that time. And I think those might be the fourth and fifth trumps. So I, the fifth seal would be ISIS in the Middle East, the, the beheading and, and crucifixions of the Christians, almost wiping them out. And it, and, and it mimics uh, uh, the fifth seal. And then the fifth, uh, it says that the, 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 the saint, the, the, the martyred ones are crying out to God, when will you, you know, um, when will you fight for us, uh, for our blood and, and pay him back? And he says, not now, wait a little while longer. So I think that's into the future when the Antichrist comes. He's going to kind of uh, take that and and and, and bore it down and make it worse than, it, than what ISIS did in the Middle East. So uh, that's kind of what I, the way I see it. And so instead of ramming the whole book of Revelations in Daniel's 70th week, it's it's it'll, it's occurring over a 142-year period. Same. Which is interesting. I've never heard anybody say that. You bring up another very interesting point. Um, you stated in 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 your video uh, there on Facebook that businesses will not be able to sell, and people won't be able to buy. Can you explain that, please? Yes. That, so that's that's the the final form of socialism. Okay, Marxism. So. Uh, uh, my theory is, is that the world economic system will be socialism, steal from the rich, give to the poor, uh, one world money, monetary system. So when the mark of the beast comes in, uh, people, the, the business will not be able to sell unless they have this, they're plugged into the system and people will not be able to buy. And so it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's the, the final, realization of, of socialism which began with the, the the rider of the second horse the red horse of socialism 
Balashnevik revolution. Uh, that's, that's when that started. That was the sign and, and communism, uh, uh, came after that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it took many forms, uh, through, through lots of countries and it seems like it was going to be, uh, put to death with China going, uh, capitalist halfway and, and then the Soviet Union collapsing. But all of a sudden, uh, you know, here in America, the left wing socialists and, and, and then the Catholic Church, I mean, what, what they're doing, I mean, the, they're, they're Marxists, uh, they're, they're, the, the, the Pope and, and the Cardinals, they're, they're firm believers in, in global warming. And that seems to be the religion these days is global warming. And, and, and the, and the global warming is a way of taking from the rich and giving to the poor, the rich countries. They have to, you know, give a lot of their tax money and, and whatever to the, to the poor countries. Uh, but, you know, so it's, it's, that's, that's where this is heading. Um, so the system will be, there's going to be a big economic uh, collapse and probably a big war coming. And, uh, on the backside of that, they're going to try to fix everything. So we're going to have, uh, 6,000 years of histories to, to look back on and say, here's how we can fix it. And they're going to try to fix it. And the mark of the beast will be the, the, the key portion of it. I see. So total absolute control of the economy. Total absolute control. Okay. Well, um, Bryant, any other questions and or comments, please? Um, as for questions, no, I don't believe so. And I did just want to clarify that I was in no way uh, attacking your beliefs at all, Jeff. Uh, oh, so no, I didn't see it I did, that way. No, I did. Okay, I just wanted to make That's sure. Fine. No, no, uh, no, no problem. And there is a lot that you have said that makes a lot of sense, and I do uh, agree with a lot of those theories. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do want to look a little farther into some of your research. What was the name of your book? Prophecy Code uh, oh. Two. That's my that's my revision uh, out of 2009. Prophecy Code gotcha. Two. But I got a lot of videos too. I, I got some on YouTube. Um, I made my last video. It's on the it's on the ten horns and ten toes. Um, it explains a little bit about what I've just discussed, but it focuses on. Uh, that the ten horns have been in place for the last uh, roughly 180 years, 90 years, and uh, and they're the Arab countries in the Middle East, and I proved my point through the video. So you can find that on YouTube, Jeff Manti. Gotcha. Yeah, I found all this extremely informative, and all it does is just, uh, you know, encourage people to do more research, whether they agree with someone or disagree. I feel like both of those will uh, fuel some research and some people. So I think that's the most important thing is that we're studying the word ourselves. You know, we're not just taking uh, a sermon or a lecture or a video and holding that as truth because we have a book that is 100% truth. Sometimes we may have to do some decoding. We may have to do some math, Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, I think the most important thing is just that we're doing research. We're studying the word and we are formulating uh, our own ideas. Yeah. And I'd like to add add to that, uh, you know, most of these theories that we have that, that is being preached from the pulpit, uh, they 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 were formed in the you know 1800s, even the 1700s, and so we're sticking with these things as doctrine. And but here we are living in the years directly preceding the return of Christ. And I and my my thought is is that I would think that we have more evidence, more insights to what's going to happen because we're seeing things unfold and we can tie the prophecies of the Bible to the, what's happening now. And we're so close to the end. These things are making sense. 
So to stick to the same, like the pre-tribulation rapture theory, um, man, I, I, I just, I, I just can't see that happening at all because Jesus said that, you know, no servant is above his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you as well. And so, uh, when it's our time to go into the tribulation, I can't see that that's the church's greatest moment. That's when Jesus is going to show who the true Christians are. And we're going to be standing firm until even to the point of martyrdom, beheadings, you know. And so um, I, I just don't see the church being taken out right before the greatest time. And, and these and these same, same people who believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, they, they place it before the first seal is being opened. But what if the first seal was opened in 1897? Isn't that post-tribulation? I mean, if you if you go by what they're saying, it's after it's after the first seal being opened. So they they I think they're really uh, messed up there in their in their in their theology in their eschatology, in my opinion. Joe, do you have any more questions and or comments? You know, I just. Uh... I really appreciate, you know, I guess I'll kind of reiterate what I, I said. I really do appreciate you looking, you know, I've got uh, four or five pages here uh, that I was writing down uh, you know, as you were speaking and, and extremely, I found it extremely interesting. Uh, some of the uh, timelines that you were, are uh, correlations, I guess I should say, that you had come up with and, and maybe based on some others' work, but I, I like the fact that you were uh, tying in some, uh, well, historical events, and I, I, I don't see, uh, I don't see a lot of people doing that anymore, uh, of, of really mm-hmm. searching and really looking and looking back to see what happened exactly and, and, and why it happened and, and what does that mean and what is, what is God himself, uh, re- referring to us? What, what is, you know, what is he wanting us to see, uh, out of these events? And so I really, I really appreciate, uh, your work. Uh, I Thank also you. appreciate your, your, your last, uh, diatribe on the, uh, on the pre-trib. Uh, I would oh. say that you and I are in agreement with that. Uh, I, I yeah. do believe that, uh, well, I believe that we are going to be tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I absolutely believe that we are going to be tested, and we're going to have to prove that we say, well, that we that we are who we say yeah. we are. So, yeah. yeah. So I I thank you for uh, I really appreciate you coming on here. I oh, really do. You. I appreciate that, man. I really do. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Let me say this. Let's let's read that old verse again. Preach the word, be ready, in season and out of season. How on earth are you supposed to get seasoned if you don't, well, pick it up and study it? I mean, I I appreciate what was said earlier. Yeah, you're going to have to do some math, probably. Uh, You're probably going to have to go to the library and get some resources like Strong's. Mm -hmm. But uh, how else are you going to get seasoned? I mean, I just uh, I never did get that. So you have to put in the hours. That's right. It time is required. Yeah. Yeah. Time. And people time. don't have time. People don't have time these days, so they don't put in the time. That's right. Well, uh, Jeff, your your closing comments, please. Well, uh, we're late in 2019, and uh, 
I'd like to make one close, one point that I, it just came to my mind concerning Donald Trump. Um, you know, he, he fought, he, in May 14th, uh, 2018, uh, he placed the, the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem, right? So that was significant, uh, 70 years after, uh, um, Truman did. Truman and Trump have a lot of, many parallels before, before, besides their, the first three letters of their name. Um, the, they have Korea. They have uh, 1948. They have, um, uh, you know, they, the, Truman uh, recognized Israel. Trump recognized Jerusalem, and uh, other other parallels. But I want to mention one. Uh, if you go back in time, it's a timeline. Uh, 1948 years, you end up at AD 70. So tr- Truman discovered tr- uh, Israel became a nation in uh, May 14, 1948. Uh, Trump, 1,948 years after the temple was destroyed in AD 70, which was mentioned by Jesus and mentioned by Daniel in Daniel 9. There's Daniel 9 again. So on the very same month, the very same day, the same amount of years after, uh, you know, the destruction of Jerusalem, Trump um, put the, the temple into Jerusalem. So 1948, May 14th, 1948, has been repeated two times. In the 20th century, and it's connected to Israel, once to the state and once to the city. So Trump, that's a significant uh, happening there. And um, so as we go into 2020s, I would I would look for uh, left-wing socialism to grow. And uh, there's going to be chaos in this country uh, in 2020. Uh, this country is going to split probably into a civil war type thing, rioting, uh, whether Trump wins or whether uh, uh, the, the left-wingers uh, win. Um, and um, America's we're, we're in trouble. And uh, as we go through the 2020s, um, we can expect uh, a great war, I would imagine, and uh, a great economic collapse. And so the 2020s are going to be a real big shaking. Um, the good times are over and get and strap into your put your seatbelts on because uh, we're going to be going for a ride here. So that's my prediction for the 2020s. All right, Jeff, uh, can you uh, get out there uh, where people can reach you and where they can find your stuff, please? Yeah, um, well, they, I don't have a website anymore. Um, you can go to Amazon. My book is still there. Um, it's Prophecy Code 2, A Last Day's Revelation of Allah in Scripture and What It Means to the World. And um, there's a lot of things I haven't touched on today, but, uh, you know, the seeds of of what of my knowledge today are found in that prophecy code two book, um, and uh, uh, yeah, I have YouTube videos. I'm I'm about ready to make another YouTube video on the Book of Revelation. Uh, someone asked me to do that, and I I've been so busy, uh, you know, I'm building a church in Bangladesh right now, and uh, I got missionaries uh, working for me, and there's so much going on there. So I haven't been producing videos lately, but. I'm thinking about it, and I began doing a little bit of refresh, refreshing course on the Book of Revelation. So I, you know, look in the next month or two for a, a, a Book of Revelation uh, video from me, Jeff Manty, and it'll be on YouTube. So I, I would say become a subscriber. Go to my YouTube videos and subscribe, and then you'll be, you know, alerted to that video and other videos I'll do in the future. And I will do more videos in the future as I feel the need. All right, very good. Bryant, uh, why don't you come on here and uh, do the same? Uh, contact information and where people can get your stuff. 
Yeah, so um, on Facebook, Bryant McCullough, you can find me there. Uh, that's my personal page. I also have a community page uh, for the upcoming podcast, Battle Study, and you can find that just at Battle Study on Facebook. And, of course, if you wanted to email me, you could email me at followeroftheway85, and that's at gmail.com. Joe, come in, please, and do the same for us. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook under uh, Joe Musidla, J-O-E-M-U-Z-Y-D-L-A dot nine, uh, on Twitter as uh, J Musidla. Um, I also do uh, my own little platform podcast, which is A Cup with Joe, which you can find on Spreaker and iTunes and just about everywhere. It also has a Facebook page, A Cup with Joe. Very good. Um we're going to close this out with prayer, and uh, Bryant McCullough is going to provide us with that prayer. And um, let's everybody think about that over the coming weeks. How are you supposed to get into season? How How is that exactly supposed to happen? So, Bryant, can you please pray for us? Absolutely. So, uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to gather and study your word together. I want to thank you for your living word for that being available to us to study. Uh, pray for discernment as we study. Help us to understand and translate and formulate our own uh, understandings of the word that you've given us. So again, I thank you just for uh, us being able to come together as far away as we are. Uh, it's just a blessing to be able to come mm-hmm. together and discuss these topics and further mm-hmm. our knowledge in you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed.